Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Q is your guy. Quintavious Burdett, who was once a guest of In Off the Bench and Ole Miss alumni who is with REMAX, is the guy who will help you get your home. He is the guy who just helped me get my home. I had just closed on my house a few weeks ago in the South Haven area, and Quintavious is the one who set the whole thing up. He is the man. He is one of the top, if not the top, realtor in the Mid-South area. You can get a hold of him at 662 292 7136 for all your real estate needs. Have you struggled with weight loss, pain management? Maybe you just lack in energy? I struggled with all these things, and then I got introduced to Truvy, an official sponsor of In Off the Bench. If you download the Truvy app, T R U V Y, and use the official In Off the Bench code, Easy Money, you can save money and get hooked up today and get your life turned around. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, my partners in crime, my brothers from Mother Mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers, and guys, tonight's episode 25 titled Young King, because tonight we got the young king of the University of Tennessee baseball team, Blake Burke, joining us. But guys, before Blake joins us, I got to hear about the weekend, man. It was an action-packed weekend for us all. Randy, I'll go to you, man. How was the weekend? Man, it was great. First of all, happy Father's Day to my brothers. Yes, sir. You too. Also, this weekend was when I became a father of not just one, but two teenagers. Lila turned 13 years old. And how did we spend it, DB? You may ask yourself. We spent it like we do every other Saturday on the softball field in Philadelphia, not Pennsylvania, but Mississippi. It was ended up a tough day. Played some really good ball. Lost in two extra innings. A lot of heartbreak. But Lila spent the day just like she wanted to playing softball, and we got to celebrate her. So happy birthday, Buggy! I love you, girl. Wow! Uh, birthday, Father's Day, softball field, action packed. Probably couldn't have a really scripted a better day. Obviously, probably would have wanted to pull out a couple victories, but hey, you know, you, you took third. You, you, you win some, you lose some. Jim said they kissed their sister. (laughs) Very true. Very true. But Jim, man, obviously Randy's weekend was full. You had a full weekend of driving, baseball watching, man. Tell me a little bit about it. Man, yeah, I was in Omaha, and as you know, it was electric. uh, Start of the the College World Series. And, you know, you even sent me some money, my brother. To, to go to Rocco's and do a jello shot for Stanford. Uh, unfortunately, it did not help them on the baseball field. But uh, but uh, went to four amazing baseball games, got to root on uh, a lot of our guests that we've had on, you know, from, from Ole Miss and Arkansas and upcoming guests, uh, Notre Dame, Jack Brannigan. So um, just the, the atmosphere was electric, man. The tailgating put on by Kelly, an LSU fan who was still there tailgating, even though LSU was not. Mississippi State fans were there as well as you give me that look, man. I, I, I like got, I like folks who love baseball and just go anyways. And so, uh, man, shout out to Omaha for putting on what I feel is the best sporting event there is. Absolutely. So let's put on the best podcast that ever is, man. Let's get right into our interview this week. Gentlemen, without further ado, let's welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week, University of Tennessee baseball star Blake Burke.
All right, Blake, my man, how we doing tonight? Good. How are you? Dude, we are blessed as always. You know, anytime we get a cat on from the University of Tennessee, we're always happy and, and, and blessed to have you on. So, you know, before we get into the interview, I, I got to talk to you a little bit about the West Coast. Obviously, you're a West Coast guy. Um, what are some major differences that, that you're finding from the West Coast when you go all the way over to East Tennessee? Um, a lot of things. Um, first off, the weather. I mean, the weather here is perfect, and I'm not saying the weather's bad in Tennessee, but the summers get hot, and, and I'm not used to like the snow and stuff, and so I had to had to get used to that. Um, What's worse, the heat or the snow? What was the oh, um, probably the snow, because I mean I've I've been out there during the summers and stuff because I had to play in like Lake Point or whatever because that's where like most of the good teams are playing. So to get co good competition, you'd have to go out there. And I, I, I can, I can imagine that, you know, that initial, you know, as soon as that winter break is over, you guys come back and you start trying to get in the swing of things. That weather is not very fun to deal with. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. But um, there was, we had a game this year where it, I think it was, it might've been Rhode Island. Um, it was beautiful that Friday. And then I didn't check the weather for that weekend, but for some reason we didn't have a game that Saturday and I, nobody said anything, nothing. I woke up the next day and there's snow on the ground, like three feet of snow. So <laughs> yeah, we had breakfast that day and then whatever, we went back to the field. I don't know if we practiced or not, but you get back to the field and it's covered in snow and the next day we had a double header. So we come back to the field the next day, it's still covered in snow. And we ended up playing that, that game. And that right there is when the fur coat was brought out because they needed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think sure. we had most homers that game because everybody wanted to put the coat on because it was cold outside. That's so so would you say there was a little bit of a culture shock, you know, going going from, you know, that far, you know, west to, you know, essentially almost all the way east as you can go. Uh, yeah, somewhat. Uh, like I said before, like I would, I would go out there for tournaments and stuff. So I kind of got the feel on living out there or whatever. But yeah. So you know, let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about you know where you are from. Obviously, we we're talking a little bit about you know the the distance traveled, the the differences on one side of the country as opposed to the other. But but take us back to to tiny tiny little Blake Burke back in the day where, you know, explain to me where exactly you're from and what it was like growing up, you know, in the house, brothers, sisters, all that good stuff. Um, I'm from Brentwood, California, but when I first started playing baseball, I was, I was living in Pleasant Hill, California with my grandparents. And I started when I was like three, I uh, would hit little wiffle balls in their backyard. And then my grandma till this day tells everybody that she taught me how to hit. So I, I roll with that. Um, Did she teach you the bat flip though? Yeah, everything. She'll 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 claim everything. Um, Grand, grandma was doing work. I heard she's back there, looking <laughs> hitting from both sides on the <laughs> wiffle ball field. Well, look, I'm gonna be honest. Based upon his swing and the highlights, when they put him side by side with Griffey, if he was sit, if he wasn't sitting at home watching Griffey, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I, I think he's too young for that man. Is I he? Yeah. Some of those highlights. I grew up watching 
the A's and the Giants. So, I mean, some A's players that – you guys might not remember them, but um, – or you, you will remember them, but they just weren't – they weren't crazy talented. But I used to try to imitate Josh Reddick. Uh, you guys remember Brandon Moss? Mm-hmm. Yep. Brandon Moss. Uh, Travis Buck. Yeah, and 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 you say and you say that, but Daniel every year roots for the Rays and the A's because of their payroll situation, and mm-hmm. he is a true underdog lover. So he actually pays attention to the A's every year. Yeah, yeah man, I, I, I want them to win. I want them to do well. Me too. But they it's always... like him, you, him, and twelve other people. <laughs> yeah, we we actually got more more people than they did this year at their home game. So that's how that's how it's going in Oakland right now. Yeah. So, you know, really, really what, what I wanted to dive into, man, it's like, obviously you, you mentioned, you know, your grandmother is a big influence, but do you have any brothers or sisters or any kind of any drivers in competition growing up? Um, yeah, I have, a, I have an older sister who played softball. Um, you know, she would always pick on me because she's older, so. I had to get through that, whatever. Uh, and then I had my, my younger brother, and he's 12 years old right now. And we used to live in this place called Discovery Bay, and we live on this this lake or whatever, and we have uh, rocks, like a bunch of rocks on like our side yard. And there would be like an island like on, on the lake. So we would try to hit rocks onto the lake and stuff. So that, that I guess I'd take that as another reason that I can hit so well is because hitting those rocks, whatever. <laughs> and um, so we'd go out there and and every once in a while we'd bring golf balls out there because those things fly when you hit them with a, with a baseball bat. Daniel, it's almost like a dodgeball. If you could dodge a wrench, it's the same thing in baseball. If you can hit a rock far, you definitely hit a baseball. Oh, yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, probably took some some mighty hacks at some rocks out there. Probably. Oh, so I, I, I had a couple houses, but. <laughs> Nobody was outside to see it, so uh, I was good. They know now, though. Statute yeah. of limitations, you're good, Blake. It's all yeah, good. you're you're good. I mean, it's. I think we're all kids. We probably can all attest to doing something, you know, to that effect at one point of our lives. But you know, at, as a guy growing up, you know, West Coast, you, was baseball the only sport, or were you did you kind of dive into a bunch of different things? Uh, I used to love football. I played football when I was younger. Um, I kind of stopped playing because my mom didn't want me getting injured and stuff. So I, I just started playing baseball. And then my freshman year of high school, I played basketball. It was absolutely terrible, by the way. <laughs> Finally, that was the next a truth. A truthful person. A truthful yeah. person. From Tennessee, from Tennessee. At that, usually it's the Tennessee guys who all say they go who. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, trust me. When I'm with them, I tell them I'll beat anybody one on one because I know we won't ever play. But look, Blade and Seth were the best, though, because Seth said he would dunk on Blade and Blade had been very quiet through the episode. And all of a sudden he became alive and he was like, I'll be damned. I can see Seth saying that. I bet. Look, I got a motto, Blake. I'm not getting dunked on. I don't care how big you are. I'm not getting dunked on. I I ain't just going to let somebody do that. They're getting fouled. They're getting fouled hard. Someone someone tried. Someone tried to. And. Let's say it was a flagrant. I got a flagrant right when he started to go up. Worth it. It was worth it. I was not going to dunk. So, Blake, you you mentioned having having a younger brother. Um, Obviously, 
he looks at you you're like to me and I, i'm i'm an old dude and it seems like you guys on tv and you know just watching you guys play having so much fun it's almost like you guys are larger than life what do, what do you tell your brother about like what it's like to be a, an athlete at that level but more importantly like what it takes to be at that level um i mean he's very invested in us uh I, I kind of have to tell him everything because he's always asking questions. So, I mean, I, I tell him what we do every day, whatever. I mean, I tell him, he, you'll see him hitting the baby John at his games when it's a double. So, I mean, he's, he's watching, he's copying us. Um, I have, I have some pictures. I probably can't find them right now, but he's rocking a gnarly mullet and he's, he's wearing our overalls. Let's see. I, uh, oh, this is, this is from, <laughs> That he just did to his hair. Oh, yeah. sweet. With the, uh, the checkerboard overalls. I'm glad we started releasing video. We got to get that out there. I mean, that is one set of neck curtains, brother. I mean, <laughs> we got to get a commitment to UT soon. Yeah, he's I mean, a, he's a diehard. He's, he's our biggest fan. I brought him back some uh, Ben Joyce sun cleats. So he's still get it. Up. Get it. Well, like, obviously, you know, as a kid growing up, you go from hitting rocks in, in, in the lake to, you know, playing baseball and, and, and really loving it, falling in love with it. You find out that you're good at it, obviously. Was it something that you found that you were good at at an early age, or did you have to work towards the level that you're at today? Obviously, there was a lot of work and a lot of practice, but, you know, some athletes go, you know, I had this thing. I don't, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I was a little bit better than everyone else growing up. Was that the case for you? Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I was kind of good at both the sports I played football and baseball. Um, honestly, I thought I was better at football at the time, but I had to stop because I didn't want to get injured and ruin my baseball. I was I, I wanted to be Go Jackson when I was younger, so um, yeah, I had to just go. With to you being a big guy, were you uh were you the kid that they wanted to see the birth certificate on? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Man. Football and baseball. I was almost not making weight in football, but Randy got just... birth certificates for days if you need yeah. them. So <laughs> yeah, he, he's got he's got many kids, and he, he's. I think I think his kids play. You know, they're too old to be playing on some of the teams they're playing on. But he hey, just hey, makes hey. a new birth certificate. Don't worry about it. Hey, yeah, you're right. You're right. Good. So, um, but so, like yeah, what? Uh, what is the journey though? Like, are you, are you playing travel ball or is like, like, are you playing like in a local league and then you move up to travel or you immediately go into travel and that's, that's what you do. I, I think I was seven when I started playing travel ball, I was playing with like nine new kids. I never got the chance to play little league. So I guess that, that kind of helps was my whole life. I was playing with older kids and I wasn't until like 14 where I was playing at my age, because that's like right when high school starts. So um, I think I think playing with older kids all the time kind of forced me to adjust to performing at, at their level, which made me better. So obviously you're, you're playing with older kids all the way up until you get to high school. And then obviously you, you probably have a variety of, you know, eight or ninth through 12th graders on the team with you. Um, you know, what high school were you at and, and what was that experience like? Um, I was at, I was at De La Salle. So 
you know, they're more known for football, whatever, but our goal was to make it more of a baseball school to um, football and baseball. I mean, all sports there are great, but uh, I think two years in a row before me, they, they were winning our, our NCS, which is kind of like our state because California doesn't have a state. So I guess NCS was the biggest thing we could win. And my freshman year, sophomore year, and senior year, we won that. Um, senior year wasn't more, wasn't really a, a we didn't really win it. We just won it because of our, our records and stuff, and um, because of COVID, they didn't have playoffs. And junior year, you're cut off, obviously, because of uh, COVID. Well, uh, you know, going into it, you know, I want to read off some accolades just talking about high school. You were ranked as the number 42 player in the state of California by Perfect Game. Um, you competed in the 2020 Perfect Game National Showcase, was named top uh, on the top prospect team, four-time Perfect Game All-American, 2021 Collegiate Baseball High School, second team All-American, 2021 West Coast Preps, Bay Area Baseball Athlete of the Year. You know, I mean – I actually can't do this. I'd have to read for, for days, Blake. People aren't trying to hear me just talk the whole time and read off the day, but I will get to as a senior, you batted 554. 554 for those listening in. Six home runs, 32 RBIs, 637 OBP in just 24 games. You know, I mean, was that your favorite season? Is it, I mean, look at these stats. It feels like that would be the easiest to say because, dude, you're batting 554. That's, that's pretty good, I think. <laughs> Um, as a, as a player, like as for myself personally, that was probably my best year. But I, I'd say it was more fun because that was the first year I got to play with all my like the kids from my class because they they none of them were on varsity, like gotcha. sophomore. So I think playing with them and stuff that was that made it even more fun because it was kind of like our team. So I mean, it, it was also made it feel better that I was able to lead it that way. Yeah, no doubt, um, and and that's cool that you got to to be able to share that season with your teammates, and like you said, coming off COVID year and everything, um, you know, between travel ball and high school ball, around what time did coaches from colleges start approaching you? Um, eighth grade was my first offer, and I didn't get. I only had two scholarships, believe it or not, but one was one was Cal Berkeley, one was Tennessee. Um, and my Tennessee one was pretty late for baseball. And so, so was there any thought about Cal Berkeley just because it was close to home, or did you want to get away from home and try to travel out and go somewhere else? Well, I, I wanted to win. Nothing against Cal, but. <laughs> hey, just, just say it as it is. I wanted to win. There's a, there's a guy by the name of Tony Vitello, so I yeah. hear. I mean, he, he's pretty persuasive. Ne- never heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's really good at what he does. So is Josh Elander. So I had a really good relationship with Elander. We talked for a while and nobody was offering. And so I was like, screw it. I mean, they're what I want. And what was going away anymore. So I just committed my, when the day I committed, I was, um, I was in Florida. I was away from my family and I, I called them, whatever. And then, uh, I hung up and I, I realized like, I'm talking to all these coaches and they're not, none of them's offering me. Um, they're just feeding me BS, just to keep talking to me, whatever. And 
I call my dad. I'm like, I'm, I'm committing right now. He's like, what? Can you at least wait till we're with you? Whatever. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm committing right now. So I called him back and I, I told him that I'm ready to commit. So I got a question for you. You know, we had Tony on here and he said, you know, early when he first started at Tennessee, he didn't have that same confidence that he has now. And based upon the timeline, you know, when you would have been in eighth grade and everything, um, you know, would you agree with that? Was was he not maybe the same guy he was, um, you know, four or five years ago? Well, I didn't I wasn't talking to him in eighth grade. Uh, I, I only talked to Cal, but that was when it like first started. But from where from when I first started talking to him to when I stopped, I mean, you could tell that there was something changed in the program. And they, I mean, they, that was when they first started winning games. But I, I didn't know I didn't know anything about them before I committed and like nothing. All I knew was that these coaches wanted to win and they're in the SEC. And so I was like, I'm, I'm on board. So, so Randy's obviously going to get into this year, but, you know, go into last year before you got there. I mean, how awesome is it to know that the school you're fixing to go to is in Omaha and, you know, it's got that kind of program and you, and you see Lindsey Nelson packed out and, you know, and just the, the atmosphere, like, I mean, are you just getting so stoked you can't wait to get there? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it today and I was just watching Arkansas and Ole Miss play. And I mean, it hurts that we're not there, but I mean, it also, it also feels good that, that's the standard now. It's not not to win a regional, not to win a super regional, not to go to one of those, but it's to it's to win the whole thing, which is a good pitch to recruits and transfers, and which is which makes me feel comfortable that we'll have talent around us and we'll have we'll always play with that attitude. And, yeah, no doubt. Well, before I turn you over to Randy to talk about this season. You know, I talk to your mom on Twitter a lot, and my favorite thing is every time you hit a home run, which is quite often, she says, that's my baby boy. And the first time she did it, I said, that's no baby. And she said, he'll be my baby boy when he's playing slow pitch softball. So, you know, what's it like to have, um, you know, your mom in your corner like that, you know, somebody who, I mean, every time you do something great, she's sharing it out, she's showing the love. Like, what's it like to have a mom like that in your corner? Uh, it's awesome. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to say anything to her, but I mean, I guess I will be your baby forever. Um, I was actually playing a, a summer game in California a couple of days ago and I was, I was about to hit and I hear from the dugout, that's my baby. So, I mean, it kind of got in my head a little bit, but yeah. That, that's, that's cute that you think that you have a choice, choice. in that matter. <laughs> I don't. No, absolutely not. That's so, why I choose not to say anything. I let it go. That, absolutely. So is there is there a downside? Obviously, we see her. She's promoting you and all that. But obviously, we know how Twitter and social media is. Is there ever a downside? Are you ever checking tweets like, hold up, man, it's my mama now? Um, I, I try to stay off the Twitter. I mean, people people talk trash no matter what. Absolutely. Anything, so, I mean, I, I just try to stay off. Blake, you are, so, you're a smart, smart dude. Could you, after the episode, could you talk to Jim just one-on-one? I'm telling you. Whoa, whoa. He should be all about me being on Twitter because I spend half my time defending Tennessee's character, do I not? Jim spends his, look, he spends his time defending you so you don't have to. That is true. He's like a, a true vigilante for justice. Thank you for that. He's a Twitter superhero. And see, what I did is I picked my spots. I was telling him not to do it. And then one day it just, 
it got the best of me and, and mm-hmm. I went, I went down and I just had to unleash on some folks, man. Well, well, Blake, the, the one that killed me, man. And, and I, and I don't want to cut into and talk about Evan, but we'll bring up Evan for just a second. You know, his dad was kind enough to tell me a couple hours before the game, what was going on. We don't disclose information we get from the players and their families. And so next thing you know, I got to watch Twitter just run wild with all these lies and accusations and yeah. boy, like, and I didn't, I still didn't want to put the information out, but I still also wanted to try to put fires out and obviously, as you know, that was a firestorm that I didn't have enough water for. Yeah. I mean, when when you have the attention like that and not a lot of people like us at all, people are going to stir some stuff up just to ruin our reputation, his reputation, whatever. I mean, we know who we are. So, I mean, that's no, all to us. Absolutely, man. Us against the world. And it's been like that for Tennessee for a long, long time. But enough about all that, Blake. I'm going to talk about you. And I am going to read uh, – I'm going to read all these accolades for a second, man. Going into Tennessee, 2022 perfect game freshman All-American, 2022 collegiate baseball All-American, 2022 SEC all-freshman team, 2022 SEC co-freshman of the week, May 16th. You tie the freshman home run record with your 14th home run in the regionals against Campbell – so talk to me about, obviously, you know, you get on campus all the way from the West Coast, right? So you talked a little bit about the culture shock, but talk to me, was this everything, did you, for your performance for you, was it everything that you knew you could do? Um, I knew it was in me. Uh, I just had to get it out of me. Uh, when I showed up to campus, I was, I was fat. I was big. <laughs> I was big. And, we've, heard uh, that on this, we've heard that on this podcast before from somebody. Yeah, I, you have. Um our um, our strength coach Q got me right in that department, so uh, I just started changing my body, you know, working on everything I can to try to get my best performance out. And I still have a lot of work to go to. So I tell you, Randy, you you remember who it was, and this is a good Austin thing. Riley. It was Austin Riley from the Braves. So I mean, it's a good thing for you if you just follow his footsteps. Hey, we're on the way. He's yeah. pretty good. He's pretty good, I'd say. So Blake, they got you listed. You're six three two thirty. Is that really your weight, man? Yeah. Okay, so you're two thirty. Uh, like right now. from two thirty to two thirty-five, but we have that in common. I'm just not built like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm thirty-eight, bro. It happens, man. <laughs> but look, I want to talk. But you know, obviously coming in, a lot to adjust to. But it seemed like you adjusted just fine. But if you could just pick out one series this year, what or one game? What was that one game that stands out to you when you think back on your freshman year? Um, probably Georgia. Georgia Friday night. I had, I think I went three for four with two homers. Two homers. It wasn't and for some reason I hit my second one. I hit it. I just pointed straight up. I, I, oh, have okay. you y'all seen that video, right? Of course, yeah. I've seen the video. Watch it live. Know, saw I don't the know video. what happened. It just came out of me, and I was like, oh, I need to stop that. So I had to go. Let me ask you a question, Blake. Because I mean, talking to you now, you kind of, you know, you seem like uh, you're, you know, cool, calm, and collected, and all that. Did you have the swagger that we've seen? on the baseball field before you got here? Was that something you always did, or did they bring it out of you? There were flashes, but, I mean, I was kind of scared to, you know, do it. Um, but, I mean, since got I've, over been, I've gotten pretty comfortable with ourselves, and uh, Coach V always talks about being comfortable in your own skin. And, I mean, he brought up uh, Jock Peterson, for example. He'd wear those beads, and, you know, he's a, he's a big dude himself. But, I mean, he he's comfortable in his own skin, and he started performing even better because he – his rookie year, I mean, he obviously went off, and then he struggled for a little bit, and he kind of found himself when he 
started getting comfortable on his own. Blake, don't rock no pearls, man. Don't do it, please. Yeah. I was and thinking about it. I, and don't, I think you would look fine rocking the pearls, but I bet one thing you guys wouldn't have in common, I bet you wouldn't get slapped over no fantasy football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see the guy that did it. <laughs> so <laughs> talking about all the accolades that you have, obviously, you know, the, the home runs, and we've seen some killer black bat, bat flips from a lot of you guys, but one of the ones that was most uh, stands out to me is when you, you like let the bat go. I mean, it was just epic. It's iconic. I mean, that's something that's going to live on in TikTok infamy forever. What's going through your head when you hit a home run like that? Is it anything? Because Drew Gilbert says he blacks out and doesn't that's remember the bat flips. Same thing. Um, I mean, I know I do that bat drop some, sometimes. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I've never done that. King Griffey Jr., I try to tell you that they have put the highlights together side by side. It is mirror image. Um, the Kentucky one. That was kind of the one, only one where I had like feeling for it, and I, I think that's the one you're talking about, right? At it Hoover. is. Yeah. I, I mean, I hit that, and I was, I don't know why, I just threw it. Oh, it was. <laughs> that, awesome. that was the only one I've had feeling like I did it on purpose. So. Absolutely, man. So I'm scared for these guys. I feel like at some point, folks are blacking out, doing backflips like this. <laughs> this is gonna get. This is gonna get out of control. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like every bat flip that happens is like a one up of the one before it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's what it's going to come to, but no bat flip ever looks as cool as when a lefty does it, though. I mean, it's no swing looks better. It's just too pretty. You, you know what sucks, guys? You know, Blake Blake isn't aware of this, but you know, going back to last year when we had Mississippi State and LSU guys on, we were provoking them to bat flip at each other if they hit any home runs. And remember, none of our guests that we had on hit any home runs. We went wrong. We should have done Tennessee and got some epic bat flips. You know, they do it anyway, but we should have asked for a little extra mustard, you know, something that, something that said the end off the bench challenged them to do it. I don't think you got to motivate them guys to do no bat flip. <laughs> But I do have a question for you, Blake. So, obviously, you're in a different position. You talk about, you know, obviously travel ball and you lead in your high school team your senior year. You come to Tennessee, you find yourself in a different position. I'm not going to say a bad position because you're still hitting, you're hitting well. But you're not a position player, an everyday position player like you were. Was that a difficult adjustment for you to make? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, actually, I, I would say, like, confidence-wise, it was different. You know, you have to – find ways to, to boost your own confidence at the plate because you don't want to be thinking if I don't get a hit here, I'm, I'm not going to play again. But I mean, I feel like learning how to, how to control that was probably the most difficult part. Yeah, no doubt. So, and you, you spoke earlier about, you know, why you kind of picked Tennessee, the ability to win and also Fatello and Elander. Those are kind of things that most people do say commit and they always do mention Elanders, not just Fatello. And obviously you got for the pitchers, Frank Anderson, just a, all around all-star staff, the Q, the strength coach and all that. Um, but what was it like to play, to come in with so many upperclassmen? I mean, you got guys that are like 30, like Evan Russell and Luke Lipschitz, and then you're coming in, you know, all baby face dropping bombs. I mean, obviously I know you learn a lot from those guys, but talk specifically about, you know, what it was like to play with. So you played above your age group, but I bet this was a little bit different. These guys are four, five, six years older than you in some instances, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Honestly, when I first saw them, I was kind of starstruck from watching them all year. You know, I kind of looked up to them, up to them before coming here. Um, but, I mean, those, those guys are a huge part of why we were successful this year and how the program's changed. I mean, they, they are literally the people that have been on both sides of the, of the, uh, 
uh, program. So, I mean, it, I mean, they, they know the ins and outs and then they keep everybody accountable. And I, I think it was very important that our, our class got to spend this year with them. No, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, I think next year, obviously, you got they Patello and talked about this team found something that was theirs and not like the 20, the previous team, right? So I think you guys will be doing the same thing. But obviously, you know, like this season doesn't go the way that you guys wanted it to because you had aspirations and goals of, of being in Omaha, not just being there, but winning the whole thing. Um, but when you look back on your freshman year and the team, what's the one thing that you'll remember about this team and your season in particular? Um, honestly, how, how close we were as a team, um, and how we played, uh, I mean, it, it was exciting playing and watching, you know, from the dugout, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would say the same, that it was, it was very exciting to watch us play. Um, and I kind of want to carry that over to the next two, two, three years that I'm here. Absolutely. So speaking of that, the next couple of years, you mentioned, um, the standard is not just to win a regional when it's to win at all. Right. So obviously some upperclassmen are leaving. Um, and Jim and I have talked at nauseum. A lot of people want to say, well, those guys are leaving. That was a cool run for Tennessee. And when you look at guys like you and, and more, just you're set up in so many ways, the standards aren't changing for you guys. Right. Blake. I mean, this is still hoisting the trophy at the end of some years. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, we have Bean, Burns, Dollander all returning. Um, me, Simo, Dickey. Uh, Joyce said he's coming back too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, they said Zach Joyce, but it's actually Ben Joyce. I'm telling you, buddy. Um, Dickey's coming back. I mean, we have transfers coming in. Um, I mean, we'll be very talented again next year and maybe even better. Um, I mean, with, with the pitcher, the whole rotation coming back. Um, so I'm excited to, for next year. I think it was really uh, easy for everybody to forget, too, when they started talking about it. Not that I thought this was true, but they said, you know, the pitchers don't look quite the same. And although I don't really – I don't buy into that a whole lot, what I do think people forget is especially with Beam and Burns, those are freshmen. You guys are freshmen, so they're pitching a lot of innings. There, there's going to be certain of that. Those guys come back with another year under their belt as sophomores and juniors, my goodness, man. It, especially, especially if Dolander keeps juicing. You know, he sent me that thread the other day where they had the message yeah. board where they said my man's on the juice. Yeah. yeah, that guy, you can look at that. I love I love Dolly, but I don't think juice is something I would accuse him of. <laughs> but listen, last question, and uh, we're going to – DB will get to you playing a little game. Uh, I hear you're playing some ball in the uh, California Collegiate League. How's that going, man? Uh, good. Um, I've been playing with uh, – the reason why I'm out here is because the head coach has, has been my hitting coach for the past two years, two, three years. Uh, it's, it's Joey Gomes. He's Johnny Gomes' brother. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of want to get another summer in with him before going to the Cape. And how many How many bombs you hit? How many Burke bombs we've seen? I've only got one right now in six or seven games. I, I need more, Blake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still getting used to wood bats. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't ever want to see a wood bat game again out of the University of Tennessee. I didn't like the way that went. <laughs> yeah, that was a that, that game was. I forgot about that one. I had to I had to block that out of my memory. But what an atmosphere that was, though, right? Oh the yeah, league park packed out. I mean, the atmosphere was crazy, man. Yeah, that kind of showed why we need a bigger park. Absolutely. It'll, well, they might call it the house that Blake built. You never know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it seems like you, you're this summer, you got every opportunity to get better with the wood bat. Um, 
you know, obviously I'm kind of curious, what is the comp? I mean, obviously we look at the sec and we, we go, all right, that's the best competition that you can play like hands down, like from top to bottom on a day-to-day basis. Like what is the competition like when you go to the, this collegiate league moving, knowing um, that you're an sec guy, is it easier or is it in some regards harder? Um, I mean, I mean, the, the talent level is obviously not the same at all, but, um, I think just getting the repetitions against pitching and, you know, most of the, most of the stuff I do is in my coach's cage anyway. So I think working, working on that. And I mean, I'm working in the field too. So I think, I think it all helps in the end. Absolutely. Just more time to master the craft, get some practice, get some swings and and just see some live baseball and play a little baseball. Um, Can't really beat that, man. yeah exactly all right dude well before we get you out of here we we're gonna play a little game that we play with all our guests it's called this or that you down to play yeah all right it's very simple i give you two options all you gotta do is pick one option or the other okay can't can't say both can't say neither gotta pick one okay all right first question this is a, a a softball question for you if you had to go without one of the following condiments which would you choose would you go without ranch or would you go without ketchup ketchup yeah i could i could see that would you rather be street smart or book smart street smart man a bunch of tennessee guys all say street smart what's what's up the the, the streets aren't too too crazy down there in knoxville huh i bet if we had no. luke would definitely say book smart yeah yeah luke well i mean he doesn't he doesn't really need the bookmark so maybe he would just choose that is a genius um i don't i don't know why i feel like street smart is more important than book smart would you rather would you rather text or call Hmm. by call do you mean facetime or These newfangled kids. I'm telling you, now I really feel old. Uh, yeah, why not? FaceTime. Probably FaceTime. All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? He's been asked uh, that question. But he's been asked that question before. Yeah. He answered it too quick. Yeah. Hot dog. I don't have you're an right. argument. I just don't think it is. No, it is not. And you're wrong, but it's okay. No, you're 100 <laughs> right. Like, uh, if you had to pick one. And, ne- and well, and retire the other. Which one would you pick, daddy hat or fur coat? Oh. Can only have one. Choose wisely. You're so far, it. so far, yeah. I was gonna say, out of your teammates, right. most of them have picked one specific one. I, I had a feeling I know what they picked, but I'm gonna pick keep the fur coat because I'm the one who carries it around, and it's like my little baby, so. That's you you're hitting all the bombs, Blake. You and Trey. You and Trey. How do you keep got, that? How do you keep that thing clean? Oh, that's nice right there. Look at that. That's that's special. Shout out, Maryland. Right. <laughs> how, how do you keep that fur coat clean? I heard it stinks. It's not just just not just clean at all. Actually, <laughs> Tony V said he don't even go near it. It smells and it has a weird texture to it, man. Y'all got to yeah. do something with that thing. Maybe a dry cleaning in the off season. Hot outside, you're sweating. Uh, not not clean at all this is the the next question is a is a crazy question all right so you gotta you gotta 
kind of take your hat off here for a second. Who are you rooting for? Are you would you are you rooting for Ole Miss or are you rooting for Arkansas? Of the two, you got to pick one. Who are you rooting for? Ole Miss. Why Ole Miss? Just curious. Um, you can be I, honest. Or, be comfortable in your skin, Blake. I am. Um, I don't know. Uh, and see why? Just, just it's just between those two teams, right? Not the whole tournament. Yeah, just those That's two correct. teams. Yeah. Um, probably Ole Miss. Well, now, well, now I want to know who you're you for the whole tournament. I bet he picked Stanford just because. Now you got to say Stanford's out. Stanford's out. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna say Notre Dame. The whole tournament? Oh, hell no. Yeah, he is. He's oh, got respect for the team that beat him. Hell no. I do I have respect for them beating us, but I probably a And M. Hey, and, and I, I, played, I played with a couple of kids on the A uh, and M team, so. I mean. What a story. And, and hey, hey, what a, what a perfect opportunity, Randy, for me to jump in, you know, talking about that Twitter thing. Diamond Balls told me to tell Blake what's up because we were we were just joking on Twitter a little bit ago. Old Miss fans were, you know, mentioning Tennessee, of course. And, you know, remember I was at that series. Those fans were out of there by the fourth inning. So, it's, you know, they're clapping now that they in Omaha. But I was there. I remember. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't mean much now. But, I mean, that's, that sweep was – that sweep was awesome for us, especially because they were number one at the time. Uh, I feel like that that kind of got us going for the whole year. All right, would you would you rather owe money or owe a favor? Favor. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. When your friends ask you to help move, remember that. <laughs> yeah. Hope I mean the favor's got to be um, equivalent to what I asked for. So there you go. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Would you rather spend ten years in a coma or five years in jail? Ten years in a coma. Good answer. Oh, dude, he's that so is honest. But that's unbelievable. All these skinny little guys come on here talking about give me jail. Then you actually get the big guy on, and he says, give me the coma. I don't understand it. Well, if you're in the coma, it probably flashes, flashes by like that. So, mm-hmm. And that, that jail life is hard. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to go to jail. No, Blake, no. do you think, of all your teammates on your team, who do you think picked jail? Probably Seth. I mean, you guys got to take up his, his ego. So. I think the majority of them, I know Gilbert – Gilbert didn't though. He said he wasn't made for jail. I thought he said jail. I know Trey did. I, Trey definitely did. I, I, I believe Trey. Jail. I believe Trey's Trey because he can Trey wrestle. Would probably be freaked out by a coma. So <laughs> I think I would be freaked out in a federal prison myself. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I tell, I told those guys they were lying to our face when they picked jail. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just know. We, we've done interviewed so many. I like, I, I think Dolander took jail, but Burns took coma. I don't know. It's so many, but it's been pretty split down the middle. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. As as a 30, 37 year old man, I uh, know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And in jail, I know I've never been there, but I know I'm not good at that. Sleeping I don't think and, you, I don't think and napping. You know I, I, no, I know, I know, bro, I know. Sleeping and napping. I'm good at that. Give me the coma all day, all day. All right. Last, last question before we let you go. And this is really a, a, a question targeted to, to Tennessee baseball players. Would you rather be the hero or would you rather be the villain? 
Um, you got to pick one. Don't say I want to be the hero so I can be the villain. Well, in the movies, the heroes always win, so probably a hero. I know people think we're villains, but. Not here on and off the bench, baby. Heroes, heroes always win. You you guys are heroes in our book, man. Larger than life, man. Before you leave, anything you want to plug or promote, Blake? Um, no, not really. Um, thank you, thank you, uh, Randy, for supporting us this year. Absolutely. Oh man. wow! Just just, just Randy. Hey, I was Randy. How many Tennessee games you go to? Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. He's he's getting. No, no, no. I know, but I want to know how many games Randy you've been to. No, I'm gonna go there though, since you went first. Listen, Blake. <laughs> he's got the he's got the tee on, so I. Had to I'm an actual first. Tennessee fan. I'm wearing the orange and off the bench T-shirt. Blake, I know, thank, I know. You're very welcome, Blake. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you guys did. I've been a Tennessee fan my whole life. A lot of, a lot of down moments, especially in baseball. You guys have uh, been a been a light. <laughs> thank you. Okay. He he is he is fully invested in you guys and Jim as well. I mean, I would oh, say yeah, uh, I know he's he's been to a bunch of our games. Yeah, I mean he he was so invested in you guys. He went and got in off the bench t-shirts in orange prior to you guys even like starting regionals because he knew he wanted to sell them in Omaha and you guys let him down. Yeah, we did. Bro, hey, I passed I passed him off as Auburn shirts, so don't worry about it. We we still it's made all, it by. <laughs> it's it's all good. I, I'm gonna need I, one of those shirts. We got you. We got you. Hey, not a problem, man. Hey. So, because I, I, I had a feeling you, you were going to say you didn't have anything to plug or promote, so I'm going to do it for you. If y'all want to know more about Blake Burke, the man, the myth, it's not a legend. It's, it's all fact. It's out there. He's, he, he, he's doing big things. Check him out on Instagram, at BlakeBurke underscore, or if you just want to see him in those smoky grays, check out on Instagram, at Vol underscore baseball. Blake, my man, it's been a pleasure. If anything you need anything if we can help you out in any kind of way in the future let us know man okay thank you thank you for that all right that's blake burke everybody if you like hearing his story or you just like hearing us average joe's talk x's and o's please like and share the podcast on facebook retweet us on twitter listen and subscribe on apple podcast spotify and anchor as always comments ratings feedback all that good stuff is welcome bring it on See everybody next week. we got episode 26. We're going to flip the script a little bit. We're going to talk some college football with LSU football star Xavier Hill. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out. All right, boys. So you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety. And you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary, pain relief without narcotics, sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around.